You already know what it is. It's your host, Darrell, here with another opinion, another review, and another episode. Hey, Dr. King, you up to bat. Welcome everyone, it's your host Darrell and I'd like to welcome you back to my channel. What we're about to do, we're about to go into a little series that I've been thinking of. It crossed my mind last night and I thought I'd get it started. Where I'm headed with this is it came from some inspiration from one of our newest uh, congresswomen, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And how everybody's attacking her saying that she is a democratic socialist and, and that her, her ideas are far-fetched and didn't never work in America. But what if I told you that her, her ideas aren't new, her ideas have been around and some of our most prominent, uh, leaders are democratic socialists. So this series is going to be on, Dr. King. And when I mean Dr. King, I am talking about Dr. Martin Luther King and how he was a democratic socialist. Now that may shock some people, but when you really dive into his um, speeches, his um, sermons, everything is, he's speaking on a socialistic platform. Um, it sounds a little familiar to almost what Bernie Sanders is running on. But what we're going to do with this podcast, with this series, is we're going to break it down. So we're going to do different episodes of uh, different aspects of Dr. King's um, socialistic ideas. Um, I am a huge Dr. King fan. I believe that the policies that he wanted to implement would drastically change this country and change it for the good. So that's what we're going to be talking about here for the next few episodes. Um, Dr. King's policies and how they have um, a socialistic platform that they're standing on. So first off, so the first question is, was Dr. King a socialist? And I'm going to let Dr. King explain whether he's a socialist or not. And this comes from a letter that he wrote his wife, uh, Coretta Scott King. And in this letter, he states, I'm much more socialistic in my economic theory than capitalistic because capitalism has outlived its usefulness and because it had brought about a system that takes necessities from the masses to give luxuries to the classes. These are Dr. King's words. And if you look at that passage, it's pretty much the same thing that AOC is saying. It's the same thing that Elizabeth Warren is saying. It's the same thing that Bernie Sanders is saying. A capitalistic system benefits the rich and takes from the poor. It is the 
reverse Robin Hood theory, how I like to put it, because Robin Hood would take from the rich and give to the poor. But in a capitalistic system, the rich is taking from the poor and giving to the rich. A prime example is the tax cut that the Democrats passed, uh, that the Republicans passed, um, that was supposed to help the middle class. But we have recently learned that all it was was a tax cut for the rich and it helped the rich. But what has it done for us in the middle class, us in, in the lower class? So that is what Dr. King's pretty much saying. A capitalistic system takes from the masses and gives luxuries to the classes. Um, he also said, let us continue to hope, work, and pray in the future. We will live to see a warless world, a better distribution of wealth, and a brotherhood that transcends, that transcends race or color. This is the gospel that I will preach to the world. So you have Dr. King, who is against war, who wants to redistribute wealth in America. And he wants to open everything up and he wants the world to look past race or color and just look at the human being again these are platforms that Bernie Sanders Elizabeth Warren AOC ha are running on um, some uh, Democrats are starting to look at that and, and dabble with it but when I say hard line socialist ideas I am talking about Bernie Sanders Elizabeth Warren and AOC now a little thing about Dr. King he was a pragmatist and he wanted to change things for poor people so he wanted to bring them things like free college education because he felt injustice economic injustice and poor education worked hand in hand if a person had a good education a good college education and, and a degree that they can economically survive in America without that education they're behind and they're playing catch up but they'll never catch up so Dr. King believed in free education for all that was his thought Bernie Sanders runs on free education for all. And that's his platform. Elizabeth Warren runs on free education for all. And that's her platform. The same as AOC. He also stated that he wanted free health care for everyone. That sounds a little bit like Medicare for all. But that's a bad idea. But it's an idea that Dr. King wanted it was an, it was an idea that Dr. King felt would lift the poor education and health care would put the poor on a level playing field as everybody else so what we're going to do like I said I'm breaking this series down that's just a little introduction I'm fin to go into some of his policies we're going to discuss his policies and we're going to see 
exactly where Dr. King stands when it comes on different things. So one of the major policies or platforms as Dr. King spoke about that Dr. King believed in was poverty. In his later years, after the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 1965, Dr. King began a new campaign. It's a campaign that a lot of people don't know about. They forget about this campaign. But it was the Poor People's Campaign. And he spent time in Chicago fighting for fair housing. He fought for the working class and the poor class. And so we're going to look at um, some of the ideas that uh, and his thought process on the fight against poverty. So during this time, 1964, Lyndon B. Johnson's reelected as president. So he ran on a platform to have a war against poverty. He wanted Dr. King's help. But the approach that Lyndon B. Johnson took was different than the approach that Martin Luther King wanted to take. So the way that Lyndon B. Johnson, the, the, the way that Martin Luther King looked at it was his fight against the inequity of poverty was an issue that crossed every race, gender, culture line and affected people across the nation. So his point of his point of view was a, that poverty was a problem that was being addressed in an ent- entirely wrong way. So how Lyndon B. Johnson was attacking poverty and utilizing his war on poverty was instead of solving the deep issues of poverty, such as education, housing, and giving support to poor people. Lyndon B. Johnson wanted to attack it a different way. And so they wanted to dedicate their time into treating the symptoms that fed into poverty and Dr. King saw this approach as indirect and impossible you can't you can't solve a problem by overlooking the the big the reason why the problem happened is happening why do we have more poor people why do we um, why are they poor? And Dr. King is saying they they don't have adequate education. They can't get good housing because the proper housing puts you in the proper school zones that puts you into these good schools. But because there is not a fair treatment when it comes to housing, now you're living in a poor neighborhood with the poor school and Dr. King felt that education and housing would be the should be the staples that the government is fighting also supporting the people and giving them um, and giving them 
a way to live. And I'll get into that. Um, so with this point of view, uh, Dr. King has said that, you know, African-Americans were, are still lagging behind whites in income and are overrepresented in poverty. Poverty for, and this is during the time of Dr. King and a little bit after, but poverty of African-Americans in Shelby County is three times that of whites. And the median income for African-Americans has remained at about half that of whites through decades. Now, you listen to the president today um, and he will tell you unemployment for African-Americans is at the lowest level that it has ever been. What does that mean? Does that mean that we're making more money? Does that mean we're on an even playing field? No. Yeah, we're working more. But how many of us are getting jobs that are, that is paying something? Not minimum wage, not $10 an hour, even $15 an hour. That's not enough. How many of us are actually getting legit jobs that will help us provide for our family and we don't have to worry about it? We are behind. We're lacking in that. And we have to fix that. The government has to fix that. It's not a one-sided thing. It's This is a, a big um, playing field. So, Dr. King is looking at ending his war on poverty and how he would end poverty would be to fix the education system, give free college education to citizens, and get them on a level playing field when it comes to the education. When they get the education, then they can get those jobs to make the money to buy the house that they need and stop the discrimination in the housing. Once you fix those issues... Now, we're working on fixing the idea of poverty. Now, we're actually winning the battle against poverty. But America has to play its part. America has to do what it needs to do to fix the issue. Um, instead of picking out certain things actually go to the root when you want to kill a tree you don't just chop the tree down because if you just chop the tree down you're leaving the roots therefore the tree is going to grow again but what dr king's saying is in order to destroy the tree you got to destroy the roots in order to destroy poverty you have to destroy the roots and the roots of poverty in dr king's eyes is education housing and support for the impoverished people Dr. King's belief in this you can hear it in the I have a dream speech um, but what a lot of people don't realize is 
like, yeah, it's the I Have a Dream speech. But what was the name of the march? You know, what was the name of the march? And, and a lot of people just call it the March on Washington. But that's not the whole name. That's not the full name um, of the march. The name of the march was the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom. Jobs and Freedom. You have a job, you're free. If you're free, you have a job. And a good job. Not just some low-paying minimum wage job that's not going to help you in life. But an actual job that will help you benefit your family members. So, that's the, the first thing that Dr. King talked about was his war on poverty. And how his war was different than the war that Lyndon B. Johnson had for America. Lyndon B. Johnson wanted to attack the tree. Dr. King wanted to attack the roots. So, this is the um, first episode of my series on Dr. King and whether he was a democratic socialist or if he was just a regular Democrat or Republican. And in my opinion, I think that he was a socialist. So after the war on poverty, Dr. King had a plan, you know, with his war on poverty, he, he implemented a plan. He was implementing a plan and that plan in order to solve poverty, Dr. King laid this, he laid out this plan in his last book that he wrote. A lot of people don't know about this book. They don't read it. It's a a good read and I suggest that you pick it up, check it out because Dr. King's ideas are in this book and it's called, where do we go from here? Chaos or community. And it was written in 1967 a year before Dr. King was assassinated. So what Dr. King said was by establishing a guaranteed middle-class income, the United States can tackle poverty head on. What he's saying is he's not talking about a minimum wage, upping the minimum wage to $15 an hour. That's not what Dr. King is talking about. He's talking about guaranteeing a wage for the middle class. Like if the government said for the middle class, they have to be guaranteed to get paid $55,000 a year. That's what Dr. King's talking about. He's talking about guaranteeing that wage. Um, He explained how Americans should receive a set income from the government each year, allowing them to have a livable amount of money. And this money would allow those in poverty to invest back in their communities, purchasing goods, funding reasonable uh, finding reasonable housing and having the means to living a better life. He is not talking about a minimum wage. Yes, Minimum wage should go up to a living wage. But what Dr. King is talking about is a guaranteed wage. So if you're working as a 
I don't know, doctor. You know, the doctors make 100000 plus if you're a surgeon, more than that. For an individual like myself, what he's saying is I should be making a guaranteed, if I was to put a set amount on it, a guaranteed fifty to $60,000 a year. That way, I can live my American dream. I can put money back into my community. I can purchase goods and not have to worry about do I have the funds to do that. I can find reasonable housing instead of living in a rundown house. Having that guaranteed wage for the middle class will allow the middle class to thrive. And when you have a thriving middle class, you have a thriving economy. The rich does not make the economy explode. What the rich does is to provide those jobs. But the middle class is the ones that push the economy up or will drag the economy down. Because if the middle class doesn't have money to spend, the middle class doesn't spend money. If it doesn't spend money, then the economy doesn't make money. But if the middle class has money and they're spending the money, then all the economy doing is taking that money and it's just growing and steady growing and steady growing. This is a socialistic idea. Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and AOC has these same ideas, but they're looking at it from a minimum wage prospect uh, aspect. Why not look at it from Dr. King's viewpoint and make a middle class wage instead of just a minimum wage because if you set that minimum wage at let's say $15 an hour some jobs will only pay $15 an hour and $15 an hour would come nowhere close to what Dr. King was proposing because 15 dollars an hour in a year is roughly $43,800. You're just out of the low class. You're at the very bottom of the middle class. But what Dr. King is suggesting is that we all should be in the middle class making money to live on. I agree. I agree that there should be a middle class wage. I agree. Um, that that middle class wage would help the economy. It will help in poverty. Now, me, I think the minimum wage cap. If you were to make a um, minimum wage, uh, a middle class income instead of minimum wage, do a middle class income. I think it should be seventy five thousand. That should be the. Minimum wage, middle class income, seventy five thousand a year. Because with that seventy five thousand a year, you're able to find you a home that you can afford in a good neighborhood, which not only gives you good housing, but you're able to move into a good neighborhood that puts you in the zone of a good school. Therefore, your kids can get that quality education 
and they're able to go to college and they're able to thrive and they're able to continue in the middle class. So $75,000, I think it's, it's, it's just fine. So that's pretty much what I'm talking about today. Um, Dr. King's war on poverty and his plan to eliminate poverty. Uh, tomorrow I will talk about the other two plans that he had, um, to eradicate poverty in America. And that will be better jobs, higher wages, universal basic income. That's what Dr. King's poverty platform was. And I honestly think that we're completely failing on that platform. Dr. King is looked at as the man who gave the I Have a Dream speech, a powerful civil rights leader. He got us the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the Voting Rights Act of 1965. But nobody looks at his poor people's campaign. Nobody looks at that. They don't look at those ideas and realize that, hey, these ideas are not radical and they're not bad. And it can get us out of poverty. It can get the people who are in poverty up on a level playing field with everyone else. Yes, we must redistribute wealth. Yes, people should have a income that they can live off of comfortably. Where they're not stressing on, can I pay this bill? Can I pay that bill? Yes, people should have education, quality education. So we have to take a look at the, the, the platform that Dr. King believed in. And we need to implement that immediately. So that's going to be the episode for the day. I want you all to tune in next time. Um, I'll, let, I'll upload this one. Uh, the next post will be tomorrow. We will again continue this series on Dr. King and his socialistic ideas and how they are still prevalent today in certain candidates. Look forward to seeing y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good one. Peace.